I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When it does hit, you know when when you've got it, when you're feeling like lost, confused, um, unfulfilled in life and kind of wondering what the next step is. Um, And basically, I think it's the midlife crisis come early. Welcome to the Manzilla Podcast. Hello, how are we doing today? I'm Gavin, I'm with Cece and Jack. How Hello, are you guys? Yes, good, Hi. how are you? Yes, indeed, very, very well. Um, today's show's great. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's about why we should embrace a life crisis. Life crisis? A life mm. crisis, yeah. yeah. And we've got a great guest on, who we'll introduce in a moment. But I wanted to open up and sort of, ex- sort of like get our take on what a life crisis is, really. I'm not sure that I know what it is. Well, you've um, heard it. I mean, you hear of like midlife crisis is happening, you know, in, yeah. in midlife, whichever that is at yeah. the moment. And that's, you know, when you see your, your parents have a, a bit of a brick <laughs> yeah. wall when it comes yeah. to, uh, you know, I think, when, I think when, I, when I turned to a teenager, I think it's when my mum went, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> midlife crisis. What the hell is this? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. but I think that people do have, have crises at any stage in their life, whether it's midlife, half-life, full-life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think you know Dina is uh, yeah. is, is a resident expert on this, and uh, and has uh, has some fantastic knowledge, uh, which you're going to share with us today yes. um, about uh, a quarter life crisis. Is that correct? It's the quarter life crisis. Yeah. Apparently, it hits from 25 to 35. Yeah. Um, and basically, when it does hit, you know when it when you've got it, when you're feeling like lost, confused, um, unfulfilled in life, and kind of wondering what the next step is. Um, and basically, I think it's the midlife crisis come early. And why it's come early is I think we're coming up uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. So we've got the bottom rungs uh, taken care of, like, you know, our safety. Um, we've got, you know, friends, relationships. And these are the kind of questions that people are asking and then wondering what is a meaningful life. Mm. Yeah. And because you don't have the answers, it kind of feels like a crisis. You're like, something's gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what am I meant to be doing with my life? Yeah, yeah and then absolutely. It looks like um, everyone else uh, knows the answer because everyone's just trotting along, you know, posting things on Instagram, having a happy life mm-hmm. and not asking those questions. So you're like, did I not get the memo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Especially now, nowadays or at this time of the year because it's, I mean, what, it's, you know, it's a new decade, it's a new year. Yeah, it's gosh. The start of the most miserable pressure, pressure, pressure. the world. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Know what you're doing. Yes. Know what you want. Yeah. I know, that's the thing, isn't it? It's that, it's that kind of like that impact to try and describe what it is you're going to achieve this year and all that kind of mm. stuff. then Dina um, how did you get started with your organization called quarter life crisis um, well I had one that's what yeah <laughs> that's how I got the qualification so <laughs> what, what is a quarter life crisis, quarter life crisis. Yeah. yeah well the, I'll tell you my one and see mm. if it resonates with anyone so I went um, I did psychology study there for undergrad but then I knew I didn't want to be a therapist and at that time uh, it was quite limiting it was like here's psychology and the only way that we can be useful to people is through therapy 
And I thought, well, what about like the normal population who you know haven't said anything's wrong? They just want to be a little bit better. Um, and that originally was coaching, but I hadn't heard of it. So I then just went into the world of work and was like, okay, do I find myself in this job, that job? And I changed sectors. I went from you know working in NHS to academia to luxury, and then I was like, fuck it. Let me go to like Argentina, find myself there. So I kept uh, kept trying to find myself within work, within within around people, within different sectors, and just kept on finding the same thing. Like this mm. isn't meaningful. This isn't me. Where is me? So yeah. lost, confused, uh, not knowing what to do, and constantly putting in the effort but not getting the results back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finally found out and discovered uh, positive psychology, which is is very similar to coaching. It's all about um, it's the science of optimal functioning flourishing yeah so it is all about what's working well with people and how can we take a little bit of that and put it into your daily life so it's actionable so when i discovered that i was like ah light bulb and then as soon as i became a coach you know when you when you become a coach you have to have a niche they say you know be an expert at something so i was like well the quarter life i just had one (laughs) Yeah. yeah so that's how i started and then moved into coaching creatives and now i kind of have both niches yeah. And the quarter life being 25? 25 to 35. 25 to 35, okay. okay. Um, what would you say are the key symptoms within that then that people kind of come to you with and you just, you see? <clears throat> Lost and confused. Um, so some, some people come and they absolutely hate their job. Uh, they've got manager or they just hate the industry, like, you know, agency life or something. They, there's something at work that's making them hate it. And so the urgency to leave is like piping hot. But they don't want to make the same mistake again. Mm. So they were like, how can I make sure that my next move is perfect, that I avoid all the mistakes that are happening right here? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, they're so high in stress and cortisol. Like They wake up and the first thing uh, that comes to their mind is like, I don't want to go to work, I have to face so-and-so. So they're just on such high alert that their mind isn't thinking clearly at all. Um, and so that's I give them the thinking space and you know to do that and uh, kind of also analyze what is going on. Sometimes the answer is to leave that job completely, but other times is to show up differently. So generally it's work. And this is I'd say in the in the twenty five, in the early twenties those um, that area. Then the late thirties they might have already got their promotion. They've done a whole career. So I get quite a lot of people in advertising actually. We've done that. And then, yeah, really. Well, because like, I coach creatives um, who've done that, but they hate the long hours and then zero work life balance and the burnout. Well, TV as well. It's just ones mm-hmm. where you had a lot of energy in your 20s to give it your all, and it was fun, it was exciting. And then you burnt out, you've got kind of less energy, and in your 30s, you're like, well, now I can pivot in my in my I'm in a privileged position. I can pivot in my career. So what do I do? What is meaningful to me? So it's having those conversations of, well, what's my value now in my 30s as opposed to my 20s? People forget that actually, you know, as you go through life, you, you change as a person as well. And I think that you're when you say, I, I could resonate massively with that whole giving it your all when you're when you're in your young twins because you're you know you're a spunky young want to give it all sort of kind of person and then yes you get to that point where you're like when's this going to start giving me something back right and yeah. and uh, and actually that that point sometimes doesn't come because you haven't given yourself the the, the ability to actually you know ask yourself what is it I want and and mm. so you kind of are on this like you said this 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 road to nowhere really where you don't really know which which, which turn off to come off and, and that's mm-hmm. what you're then going to focus on so yeah no I totally resonate with that it's yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's a funny point in your life yeah 
And I get sometimes uh, people, uh, they just also don't know what the other option is. So they kind of make their choices to escape something. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if someone's in the corporate world and they're like, you know, in a bank or something and they think, I, there's no meaning in fulfillment, I'm not doing anything, I'm not giving back. But then in their minds, their only other option is charity work. Because it's just, you know, it's a cliche. It's like, oh, well, charity work is meaningful work, so I'll go there. Oh. But then they don't actually get any meaning from that. And what you have to do is find what it is meaningful for you and do that. Funny you say that, because I was reading, um, I've been listening to Oprah Winfrey a mm. lot, uh, her podcast, and she was saying there's two types of people, and those are the people that, when you go to church and you give money at the end, there's the people that feel they should give money, mm. and the people that give money because it actually makes them it's a, they're doing it from the right place um, and you say sort of you know ex sort of finance banker yep, yep. people going into charity work because it feels like they should be doing it totally not yeah. that actually it's coming from a good place in there absolutely Heart. totally bang yeah. on yeah there's good a quote Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. she's a wise woman yeah <laughs> there's a quote actually need to yeah. listen to this Oprah podcast yeah. oh that's not been bringing yeah, it Oprah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's got some gems. Um, there's a quote that I might get wrong, but it's by Howard Thurman, who was a mentor to Nelson Mandela, and it said, um, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive, because the world needs more people to come alive. Mm. I saw that on your site. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, very nice, yeah. very touching. It's that kind of thing, because you're absolutely right. It's the different energy that you have. Mm. If you, you know, you've suddenly gone to charity work and you're showing up there, but you're not using your strengths, it doesn't appeal to you particularly to yeah your values or anything. And you're doing it. You're just putting yourself through that. Mm. So it's just another kind of job that you're forcing yourself to do. Whereas if you do something um, that makes you come alive, it might be yoga or something. But you're still, were you showing up? Your energy is helping other people. Yeah. And it's a knock-on effect, isn't it? I think. It, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure everybody in this room can 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 understand when you're feeling good everything else is good you know if you've had a good day everything mm -hmm. seems to just fall into place yeah. and, and, and vice versa when you've had a bad day it always seems like everything the worst things oh, are happening yeah, to you yeah. all the time which is why you know positive mindset from the off is always a really important part of, mm -hmm. of it but actually Definitely. if you're in a position where you can have like little wins and, and, and do the things that make you happy i.e. If, you, if you're you know if everyone else is going running and you go swimming sodden like that mm. makes you happy so that will make you a nicer person mm. or, or, or a happier person on the other end of it rather than if you go for a run and hate it then you'll just be shit for the rest of the day do you know mm. what I mean so it's, it's, a, it's a really important part of I think being able to be okay with being who you are and like what you actually want mm. in life and I think mm. coming back to what you were saying about careers that's something sometimes hard for everyone is that like let's say you've been in TV or advertising or whatever for 10 years and then suddenly you're like I don't like this anymore yeah but you're like, how do, I, how do I do something else? Like, mm. I'm not, I've got to start again. And that, for some people, is the scariest thing in the world because they think they, they've got to start back where they were when old? they were 19 or 20 yeah. years old. Exactly. Yeah. And you think, I don't yeah. want to go back to being like the guy that makes Junior. tea. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to no. be the shit kicker around the office. Yeah. You know? yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's what people's mindset is when it actually necessarily it's isn't always point. the reality. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that is a kind of like, um, self-limiting beliefs those are like the yeah. assumptions and the beliefs that people have and that's why they feel really trapped within their own minds because mm. they they think oh, I've got all the options and I don't like any of them whereas um, you know if you were a client you come in and you say I have to you know start from scratch and I have to do this well I usually say the analogy I, I use is uh, computer games mm. <clears throat> and dating back to the computer games that I know which is Super Mario Brothers and that's yeah. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing else uh, but it's like when you've done level one you've got all those points all that level two is a different environment but you still know how to navigate it and you've got all the points from level one 
Right, okay. Yeah, it feels different because it might be a different sector or something, but you've gone up. You haven't gone back. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is yeah. using the skills of, of what you've learned over the last and 10 years yeah. and then and then essentially uh, navigating the new world in which you're going to be uh, you're going to be attacking or, or working yeah, on or, yeah, yeah. or sort of uh, pushing yourself into. Yeah. Um, is, 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 but it's, so do you work with people that are maybe in a position where they want to completely change careers or maybe just or is it is it more that they they are like in a career they don't love and they want to just do something different within that same sector or what you know what's what's the majority of the people that you work with um it's funny it goes different ways they just they have a feeling something's missing and they just don't know what and they're stuck so it is a lot of conversation and the next step could be uh you know, growing the balls and actually doing it yourself, yeah. and um, and that's a big leap for them to take. So Do you think like men have a problem that. with that then? Or... I I think actually women more really? than men. Really? Yeah. I think men are just like fuck it, let's do it. Like yeah. they're more kind of you know that I don't know that stat or whatever. When men are applying for a job, they look at the job description, and if they hit like thirty percent, they're like, yeah, I'll go for it. Whereas yeah. women need to hit like eighty five percent of that CV really? to apply. That's yeah. so funny because yeah. I'm exactly like that. If I read one thing, I'm good at. I'll go for it. Yeah, sod yeah. it. I'll, I'll blag the yeah. rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need a lot more than just exactly. one thing. Really? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, no! I'm basically like none of it. Like, right. Yeah, talk myself out of it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. in your so in your professional opinion what, what does that what does that say about men and women's confidence versus or versus their perception of themselves mm, that's a really good question actually Jack <laughs> um, <laughs> let me think about that one <laughs> um, well I mean this is just going back into kind of uh, how you're raised and men are more um, rewarded for effort so w- women are like are you so pretty? You're such a pretty girl. Yeah. Looks, 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 looks. Yeah. Whereas men are like, oh, well done. You already tried in that game. Well done. So it's like kind of the effort is a reward, which is wow. where you want to be focusing in. If you, you know, Carol Dweck growth mindset, yeah. it's not about the outcome. It's about, you know, the effort and the process. So that's So childhood theory. is basically how you were parented. Yes. Yeah. How are you? It, yeah. And so, yeah. Wow. And Carol Dweck's work is you reward effort. So it's like, well done, you tried. And then, and then in their minds, it's like, okay, trying is it. It doesn't matter about what happened or what didn't. Mm. Who do you, do you get more men or women come to you? Um, more women. Um, but I think, but is, I think, but more men are waking up to the benefits of talking and I think like podcasts like these especially are just really, really good um, to say, yeah. hey, it's okay, and all you mm. have to do is talk. Um, it depends on how you design the program. So I do quite a few um, online group coaching programs, and I did one that just this September called um, School of You, and that had more men in it because of how I set it up, and it's kind of the way I work with coaching. Instead of coming in be like, oh, I've got this problem, with the school of yours, like nothing's wrong, but I'm just going to set you this challenge for this week, and let's just see how you do. Mm-hmm. And um, each challenge was uh, aimed to kind of 
unveil whether you've got those like personality or character traits or not. And so then we had something to discuss. Because sometimes what happens is we're blind to um, what is going on in our lives. So there could be, like, um, I hear this from executive coaches. Um, You get men who are just, you know, unhappy, but they don't admit that they're unhappy. They're like, oh, everything's fine, I'm coping. And they're like, oh, but you, you you don't sleep. Oh yeah, but that—that's everyone, right? Yeah. No, like, but you also told me you've got this like chronic symptom, like the flare up yeah. here. Like, oh yeah, but you know, probably getting old. And so a lot of like executive coaching, delusional. <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to convince the person that they've got a problem. Yeah. Where so I don't I don't touch executive, but um, it, with that kind of school of view, I was like, we we're starting off with your absolute perfect fine. Let's see what happens when I challenge you here, and then you yourself have got the evidence. So I was like, yeah. let's talk about it. So and that men like a little bit more. Because really? it's a challenge. Is it because sort of, you're highlighting almost like the strengths that they they possess, and then also, well, I suppose you're highlighting also the weaknesses as well. Because mm-hmm. if they haven't got something, yeah, yeah, then yeah. something they can work on. So then, in, in, do you, when you work with people like that, do you then focus their attention on their strengths and say, right, well, this is what you're good at. Maybe you like work with that, and that's Hopefully, what you. Yeah. Or do you do the opposite of, of like, do you do you say, well, you know, maybe you should be working on this because it's not as a, a it's a weakness in your in your mm-hmm. in your life, and maybe it's something you can need to work on. Which which way do you usually go? Again, really good question. Your coach can tell <laughs> exactly. It's yeah, I think it's outdated to work on your weaknesses. I think that's what the eighties were about, or well, before. But I certainly start off with strengths and in my first couple of sessions I'll just get an intake so they'll be talking and I'll be just hearing about patterns what they did thinking mm. patterns and then I replay their strengths back and most of the time they just go silent they're like that's me and it's crazy how they can't see their own strengths and even talking about their strengths they're like oh we don't normally have this discussion oh wow, wow I've got some things I was like okay cool yeah and now these are the little things that people just don't teach us like communication or you know asking for help there's things that we just don't get caught taught so then it's it's not even seen as working on weaknesses it's like let's just let's upgrade and like let's get you these skills that's it it's also, it's also interesting though because a lot of people even though they like talking about themselves yeah and, and this is this is what i found with some of some of my clients as well is they like talking about themselves to the end of the earth and back again <laughs> because it's, it's what everyone loves talking about but the moment you put them on the spot and ask them to big themselves up mm. They can't do it. So yeah. if I was to say to like everyone in this room, what are your three best strengths, right? Yeah. Versus what are your three biggest like three biggest weaknesses or drawbacks? I reckon you could name your three biggest biggest drawbacks or or, um, or points of improvement, if you call it that. Yeah. Quicker than you could name your three strengths. Hundred percent. And why is that? Because yet we're always we're people that like talking about ourselves. We like talking about what our accolades are. We like going to the pub with our mates on a Friday. And go, oh, you have a look, I, I did this this week, and I you know I went on a date with that person, and oh like I, I did this at the gym. You know, it's like all positive, 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 positive. But then actually, when someone says, "Cool," so what are your three biggest strengths? Mm. But doesn't that go a bit upon mm. the sort of line of what you? You're being worried about what other people think of you because if I was to go well listen these are my three strengths <laughs> I feel like an asshole you know I, in my head I'm going be humble be humble like do you know what I mean I'm I saying do. like be kind be nice don't be a I was going to use a very naughty word then. <laughs> Don't be a twat. <laughs> so in my I know head, which word you're going to use. I know, <laughs> my favourite word begins with C. <laughs> so, I, yeah, for me, I would be, I'd be censoring myself, thinking, you know, stay mm. humble. That but could be because I work in TV, so mm. I'm constantly aware of 
people staring at me. Mm. Yes, but then also we have this perception of if I talk about my strengths, it's like this, and it will be. And I, the only way I can do them is drop them conversation. Like these are my accolades. Here we go. Uh, but actually, it'll come out in different ways. And this is like the art of communication. For example, I'm planning a retreat with one of um, with this movement coach, and we were going back and forth of like this is what we're doing, and it's really important to know each other's strengths and what we're. And so I was just asking her about like how you how you was leading. Uh, you know this kind of these kind of people she's like I'm really good and like you know that kind of confidence <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I love that right and then you're like wow. I'm working with I trust you okay yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah trust she's immediately like, I got this one really good yeah enough. but then oh, to I bring like back her. on to what you just said about the example of like if I was to tell everyone what I was doing this week and be all like, up about it and then just tell, you know, tell my strengths in a way let's say for example you did yoga five times this week and you did the pose is better than anyone else in the gym and you were just mm. telling people that you did that in a way that's that's showing people your strengths you're saying you're really good at, at yoga or you're, you know, you're good mm. at, at being competitive in, in that sort of environment but if someone asked you, asked you what out of that in that context what's the strength you've got there most people I think would, would struggle with saying well yeah I'm just, I'm just really good at yoga but you've actually told them that you're really good at yoga in a very sort of but like, I, yeah, indirect way. So I probably way. even get that far I'd be like I've done yoga five <laughs> times this week that yeah. enough for me is like <laughs> You know, because it's a good thing. So yeah. I'm like, that's enough for me. I don't need to keep going up and being a C-U-N-T yeah. <laughs> by saying, oh, and also I did all the poses and then, you know, and then all the three things that are best about me is two. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. I, that would be way too far. But maybe that's, maybe that's I have I'm to say, I'm like, I'm sitting in a room with healthy self-esteem people. And yeah. once I get through the door are like very like sometimes really low self-esteem really? and me saying please name a strength they're like well, I don't want to be narcissistic I'm like you are so far from it yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's like I said their ego has taken a hit somewhere down the line is that why that's, that's like that then or they've been raised um, they've been raised like that like yeah. in Australia they've got what, the tall poppy syndrome like don't be a tall poppy what's that it's a strange thing like don't stick out really from the rest oh yeah. really yeah and then wow. there's something else that's well, like, don't, saying, don't brag too don't, much yeah don't be like oh look at me kind of thing oh okay yeah what so, you, god that's so I know I only came across it from when I had a client Australian client it was like well it was told not to be a tall poppy I was like google tall poppy <laughs> <laughs> what is it do you have poppies I don't know so, yeah so it's how you brought up like oh don't you know don't be so big headed don't so they go, I better not I stand out. That culture plays into it then, right? Because like, mm. look, Americans, you know, some people, yeah. some of us, yeah, might yeah. say, you know, like, that's just way too much. Like, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to calm down. Whereas to uh, to them, we're, like, boring, you know. <laughs> I did an acting class in the UK and I did one in America. And, yeah. oh, my God. America, I was like, I literally can't cope with this shit. This is <laughs> on another <laughs> level. Like, like you all need to difference? pipe the fuck down. Oh, really? Just uh, Yeah, but so my teachers fuck. in both in both UK and London UK and London yeah. in US and London said be the first to do everything so when someone says you know right who wants to go first who wants to do the first scene put your hand up get up and be that person in America everybody runs to the floor in the UK <laughs> everyone's like oh, you know oh, I just want to see someone do it first mm. and we're so reserved mm-hmm. so in the UK I've really stood out but in America my god they're just completely different because they're god. not taught Tall poppy or whatever it's called, they're tall. Yeah. Be the poppy, like be, be, be a you poppy. Are poppy. You are a poppy. All of it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Grow. Be the ivy. Come yeah, house. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you can see how Donald Trump is sort of the way he is now. Isn't there you, you go. Know, very, very New York. Very, very, very American. Like, act, he's very yeah, actor, isn't he? Completely. So like, 
mm. completely it's just drilled into them. in my head too much yeah, 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 yeah some yeah. people's yeah in LA they're like that as well oh my mm. god like in LA you go and meet people in LA and it's like oh my god I'm the best at this I'm mm-hmm. the best at that and it's just like okay but, but, yeah like, but, but I respect their confidence the confidence yeah. is just incredible like in and a way I'm like hats off to you man and it's normal for them as well like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like Sorry. that's the thing yeah like this is the default for them to behave like that. Yeah. To just sort of be, um, you know, extra. Yeah, extra. <laughs> I'm so judgmental. Well, yeah. Extra as fuck, actually. I'd extra. Say. As fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. What well, it is, though, it's like just be so yeah. extra. Yeah, obviously, yeah, Americans have no problem doing that. Um, I don't know whether it's their culture, like the the um, the way that they're brought it with TV. Do you think it's like, like the American dream and like go get it, Possibly. individualistic. Mm. Yeah, it's a very um, business oriented society as well, isn't it? It's mm. entrepreneurial. It's very, you know, you make what you get, and mm. that's kind of like how you how you your sort of status is kind of you know adhered mm-hmm. to. I guess I don't know, maybe. Um, when there's someone who is in that sort of zone, wanting to stand on their own two two feet, do their own thing. Um, is there anything that you, um, I mean, do you encourage it for one? And also, is there something you say or do that gives them a little push to maybe do that? <laughs> is there, is there, because if someone is like edging towards that and they're a little bit scared, as Jack was saying, yeah. about, you know, leaving the nest? Yeah. Um, so I gauge where they are, how they're doing it, have they done it before or not, yeah. and what their fears are, have they got clients coming up. And so I speak to the fears. So the fears is, you know, if it's money, yeah. then I say, let's go halfway, do a two day a week job and do that. Like, how can we eradicate some of the fears or like, you know, mitigate the risk? So going for that and then having a safety plan and then also saying, you can go back to employment in a year. Mm-hmm. Like even that, they're like, oh yeah. Like yeah. simple things where you're just like, you just try yeah. it. Yeah. You can always go back. Yeah. Like that. It's the worst thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? You'll be a different person. Yeah. And actually, the question you should be asking yourself is, what? What if you don't do that? Where will you be? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Where's Where's the the Where's the sort of what's What would happen if you actually just didn't go ahead and do something? Mm-hmm. Because is it that's sometimes worse for people yeah. than than the actual thinking? Or the fear of, of being the same position in a year's time. Exactly. Like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather just take a risk. Exactly. Yeah. But people don't look at it in a future sense. A lot of the time, they look at it either in they actually sometimes look at it in the past. They think, oh fuck, well. You know, mean I'm going to go backwards in life. Would actually know you can only learn from doing new things. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. the, that's the that's the that's the like fundamental rule of, of doing something new is that you only are going to learn whether it's right or whether it's wrong. It, you have to get over perfectionism. That's to the first step. So if it's writing a book, everyone's like, oh, but I need to get this and da 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 da. And so I say yeah. like, write a B minus book, not an A plus. Just write a B minus book. But isn't it that, that I mean, who's the uh, who's the the very famous American life coach, uh, Marie Marie Farlow? Marie Folio, yeah. Yes, sorry, mm-hmm. pronounced her name wrong. Yeah. Her her whole her motto is uh, perfection, uh, progression, not perfection. Mm-hmm. There's no such word as p- yeah, perfection. There is. Like if you actually look at it, like there is. No one's it's, perfect. It, it, no one's nothing's, perfect. Nothing's what perfect. is perfect? Perfect is 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 a made up word in a way because it, yeah. it's impossible to be perfect. Because Cristiano Ronaldo may be close to it. But <laughs> oh, there we go. Man crush. No, you're all right. You're right. Yeah, yeah and but at least if you're progressing every day, if you're doing something if you did more than you did yesterday then you'll always be going forward mm-hmm. and yeah ultimately you can't argue with that you know even if you're going maybe forward in, in a slightly different direction or maybe not the right direction again it comes back to you're learning the fact that that's not the right direction mm-hmm. you can cross that off on the map and know that 
if you ever go that way again, it's only ever going to be left or, or, or straight on, not right, because that you tried that and it didn't work. And like talking to the season now, where there people trying to make changes in January, maybe people are making health changes. You know, in their mind, perfect is I go to the gym five days a week, yeah. and they set themselves up to that kind of perfect. And then when they don't go, black and white thinking kicks in. They're like, well, that's it, it's over. Instead of like, you know, you might not feel like it, but go for ten minutes. Because at least you are the kind of person that doesn't miss a workout. Yeah. And yeah. you're still making progress and like you got that feeling of being proud of yourself. Right, Dina, I think we've kind of reached our end. Way. Sadly. Um, if you were to advise someone who is thinking about doing some quarter life coaching with you, mm. uh, some three top tips before um, maybe acting on anything, what would you suggest to them maybe? Uh, before acting anything I would say get a soundboard get out of your own head I mean ideally a coach but it can be mentor someone else outside your circle and just talk to them about different options what's happened Um, reach out and definitely ask for help take people out for a coffee so because yeah um, you'll learn from their experience faster than you are than you will from Google and like you know, spending hours on Google search looking for your next job is so deflating. Mm. Mm. Um, what's the other third one? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, to avoid quarter life or just before they're coming. Yeah, to yeah. Coaching. To, to, yeah. To basically, yeah, to, to nip something either to get some stuff clear in their head before they see you, or mm-hmm. to kind of just address a few things quickly before the quarter life crisis. Um, yes. Then it would also just be visualize your ideal future. When you when I say visualize, not like you know big 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 but what you're doing day to day because you know people say like oh, I want to earn X amount of money or whatever but when you're there working 10 hours a day yeah. you're hating it that X amount of money isn't coming to your head so how does your yeah. perfect day and week look like and that will open up a little bit of imagination and then if you don't know how to get there that's absolutely fine don't get distressed about that the how comes later and you can yeah to get coaching for that excellent right brilliant stuff Dina where can people also find you online and social media mm. Dina Gresham isn't it Gresham G-R-I-S-H-I-N yeah. yeah Dina Gresham I'm on Instagram and my website I've got all my I've got lots of workshops coming up and talks so that's all on there um, yeah and Instagram is my main source yeah. yeah but you guys have been great thank oh. you so much you know how it's coming feel at ease thank you very much for coming on yeah. it's, been, it's been a pleasure that's our specialism um, <laughs> feel at ease. Um, no thank you very much indeed uh, Jack CC as well thank you guys uh, we'll put the uh, our social media handles on the show description uh, and you can follow us at Manzilla online that's the one you want to follow um, it's going to be wrapped up this year I promise um, and yeah it's been great having your company thank you for being with us And we will see you again next week. This has been the Manzilla Podcast. Have a great day.